So we're on one medal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, we, we don't get any, any snow down here, so... Ladies and gentlemen, introducing... Konnichiwa, bonjour, hello, ni hao, merhaba, hala, and g'day mates. Welcome to all around the world. This is What The Hey, episode 7. I am Painey. And I'm JC. How are you today, JC? Pretty good, Painey. Pretty good. Um, we, um, we obviously couldn't get our show out on the Sunday, and so we're mm-hmm. releasing it this Monday. And um, yeah, it had a pretty full-on weekend, so... Um, uh, managed to get a little bit of R and R in there, but yep. that, that was about it, really. It was pretty, pretty full on. How, how was your weekend, mate? Yeah, pretty full on myself, um, <laughs> as we are delayed, but we're still here. That's all that matters. We're still here, <laughs> still kicking. <laughs> they try to pull us down, but we get back up. Yeah, and we just come back stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I saw you on Sunday morning at a uh, one-year-old's party. You did uh, raging one-year-old's party. Oh, it was raging. pretty good, pretty it damn good. Was, there was blocks, there was oh, treats, there was, was nap time. It was full on. Yeah, plenty of candy. <laughs> I mean, we were set. <laughs> Quite a bit of a, um, a red dye number twenty-seven into all the kids and made them hyperactive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell you, it's that number 27, you know, if you had 26, would do nothing. Uh, don't get started uh, on the green 56, now that's stuff, oh, that's potent. Oh, yeah, deadly. <laughs> uh, what have you found for the articles from the week, JC? Well, this week we, we have a kangaroo striking back and a, a really bad rendition of a national anthem... Oh, it was quite bad. <laughs> and what, what was the other one we have, Painty? We have a man time travelling. So he's a man from the future. We'll get into him as well. Whoa, that's intense. He is. He might be telling me my lotto numbers for next week. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. All right, JC, what did you find for Article 1? Article 1, I came across this during the week about uh, a young man from the Wheat Belt. Um, him and his brother were hunting in Calabaran, some kangaroos that they hunt for meat. Mm-hmm. Um, his name's Joshua Hayden. And um, on Tuesday night, they spotted a pair of uh, kangaroos, uh, three of them actually. He wound down his window and um, went to take a shot at them. But just before he did, he realised one of the kangaroos had disappeared. And just as it's about, he's about to take a shot, um, the missing kangaroo collided with the car, and then it bounced back and then smacked him in the head. <laughs> I'm assuming he just knew what was happening. He cottoned on pretty quickly, this kangaroo, and thought, yep. no, nah, I'm sick of this. Too many brothers have been, been taken out by this guy. And, um, yeah, he got his vengeance. Oh, he bounced back, didn't he? Oh, he bounced back, all right. 
especially when you see the photos of um, Mr. Hayden. He um, he looks pretty swollen. Um, he was unconscious for 30 seconds, I think they were saying. And, um, yeah, he he came to and they took him to um, the Calabarian Memorial Hospital um, where they took him straight to the Northern Emergency Department. Um, from there, he was referred to Royal Perth. And um, but then he was told he has to wait um, ten days before they can do any surgery because his face was too swollen. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, they you know they Mr Hayden went on to say um you know um, out of all times we have been out bush I've never heard of this before. Um, then it goes on to say the kangaroos are going crazy these days. As soon as they see a car, they hop right up to it and give it right back. <laughs> Um, the, it, this article that I came across on ABC News um, by Laura Meacham, she goes on to talk about an incident in 2015 with a cyclist um, that was hit by a kangaroo, and there's actually a YouTube video of it, and I watched it, Painey, and she's travelling pretty fast. Um, she's, I'm assuming, a professional kind of cyclist, you know, the ones in the lycra and all that. Yep, yep. I'm assuming going about 40, 50 k's an hour. And I, I watched the footage twice over because it happened so quickly. But it looks like the kangaroo doesn't actually, like, jump at them. I think it just jumps in front of them thinking, like, to try and get out the way. Mm-hmm. But obviously it's backfired. Um, but, yeah, that person had um, quite severe um, injuries, um, suffered abrasions and went to intensive care. Um, so uh, I'm assuming they're not life-threatening injuries. But, um, yeah, because it says... Um, they escaped serious injury, so that's good. But, um, I mean, when you're dealing with wild animals like, you know, our, one of our national emblems, mm-hmm. especially the kangaroo, I mean, you're bound to... I mean, Australia's pretty badass. So we've got pretty badass animals here, so... I like to think we're made tough in Australia because everything here just wants to kill you, so... It does. I mean, <laughs> this is just a perfect article, I think, if we have any, you know, international kind of listeners out there, just yeah. to... You know, just to let them know that, you know, this is the kind of stuff we deal with day in, day out. <laughs> Mind you, we don't... A lot of the um, stereotypes people have from overseas, especially in America, is we they have kangaroos bouncing in our backyards every day, and it's not like mm-hmm. that, but, um, like, we're the only country that eats our emblem, the kangaroo and the emu. Um, mm-hmm. But they are a very um, healthy meat, the kangaroos. That's why a lot of people oh. go for kangaroo. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it can... Kangaroos are what probably, I think they're in the top 50 of the most dangerous animals in the world because of what they can just do with their, especially the big boxes, they can rip yep. you to shreds with just the claws on their feet. So mm-hmm. they are very dangerous. Mm, definitely. And, um, yeah, the big reds there, they're always up for a bit of a fight. You see them fighting each other, you know, when you see them mm. out, in the, out in the wild. Yeah, I, I was, it's funny, actually, my cousin's um, in... Portugal, they used to say, they used to ask me, oh, you know, do you have a pet kangaroo? Like, um, you know, does you, do you know anybody with pet kangaroos? And I was like, no. Like, they're wild animals. Like, you don't have them as pets, really. And they, they just kind of assumed everybody in Australia had kangaroos as pets almost. So, Mind you, we yeah. had a kangaroo as a pet as a child. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I was saying that, I was thinking, actually, I've known somebody in the past, but back then I didn't. So, yeah, that's funny. Now, have you seen that video of the kangaroo, that the big red that just rips apart that metal um, bucket? 
Oh, no. No, I haven't. Yeah, he, like, holds the metal bucket in his arms, and he's just, like, absolutely crumpling it. He's just this massive, muscly red, and he's just crumpling it to pieces, and you're like, yep, yeah, I'm not getting, I'm not going to shoot that one, that's for sure. Not messing with that thing, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're very dangerous, so, yeah. Be, be careful when you're dealing with wild animals. That's that's um, a what the hay recommendation. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you come across, Painty? Well, I came across something that this guy probably wished from Mr. Hayden, wished he spoke to them, this time-travelling man to find out that he would have been hit by the kangaroo. But uh, <laughs> let's just get into this one. So this is on Perth now. You can read all about it, but practically it's about a time-travelling man. Now, normally you just disregard it and think, ah, this guy's a bit full of it or he's he's a bit loopy. But, um, yeah, this was a story, an article written by the staff writers at News Corp Australia Network, and it's the time-traveller man from 2030, and he makes some specific predictions of the future. So not only that he's saying he's from the future, but... He's also being so bold in a lot of these predictions, you wouldn't think they would be commonly guessed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a time traveller from who claims he's from the 2030 has passed a lie detector test while revealing a number of weirdly specific predictions about the future. So, it's, it's a bit different for someone to actually pass a lie detector. Now, there's two outcomes you can get from this, JC. Either that he is actually telling the truth... Or he so believes that he's telling the truth that the lie detector can't detect it because he believes the truth is so strong. Yep, yep. That that would make more sense, mm. really. But, I mean, he's told a lot of bold predictions, which you sit back a bit and you think, well, hang on, he's actually making these bold, out-of-the-blue predictions. Maybe he's right. So it got me reading the article a little bit more and I'm, I'm presuming it got you reading it a little bit more through, JC, when I sent it through mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So um, you can catch it on YouTube, but in the Eerie YouTube video, the man known only as Noah, whose face and voice have been distorted to hide his identity, which I would probably do too, because you do get fears of assassination um, making wild claims. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, you'd want to stay safe even if you are predicting all this stuff. Definitely. I mean, is he, he's from the future. Mm. Does it say, does he say when he's born? So it doesn't really go when he was born. I'm presuming going through, coming from 2030, he does seem like a very young person still. So Mm -hmm. he could be born probably maybe even 10 years ago going through Uh, it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, he's not very, he's not very old. So just going through. So he's, these are some of the things we can look to. So, Noel predicts that Donald Trump will win a second term in the White House, which could become reality in just over two years' time. It just feels like he was just elected, and it's almost it's two just over two years he's going to be up for election again. Oh, dear God. He <laughs> <laughs> um, said, with, it, with the US presidential election scheduled for November 3rd, 2020. So, that's the most earliest prediction coming up, is that election and Trump winning the second term. Now, the thing about making bold claims this early is that people are going to be determined to not make it happen because they want him to be wrong, just to prove that he's not from the future. Um, Mm -hmm. But then you're going to see it happen, and then you're going to get sceptics about it anyway, and I'm going to be a bit sceptic about it myself because I'm 
I'm more about what you see is what I believe. But mm. we'll see what happens with that. He also predicted, predicted another future leader claiming the US president in 2030, which is where he's from, will be a random person named Ilana Rimicki. So I'm going to be doing some research over the week, JC, and I'll come back next episode. And I'm going to try and find anyone by the name of Ilana Rimicki. Now, it is a social media age, so surely if it's 2030, the person has to be born or has to be alive now. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, most presidents are 50, 60 plus mm. normally. I mean, um, Donald Trump's 70, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, He's quite old. Yeah. Um, you could see even a, maybe a minimum of 40-year-old becoming president, maybe, depending mm-hmm. on how well. Because even Obama wasn't old when he came into term. No. So, so even even if, let's say, they're 40, that means that 12 years from now, what's that? That's He will be 28. So mm. he, he's... Yeah. Almost should have achieved something in his life, though, because yeah. most presidents would have achieved something. So even without social media, even if you Googled the name, something probably should come up, I think. Yeah. But they did say it was a random person. So by the sounds of hmm. that, this person isn't going to be of a political background. Okay. So it could be random like Donald Trump from business, but it could also be a celebrity that hasn't become a celebrity yet. Like, it could oh, be, yeah. like, a overnight celebrity. Like, even... I, want, um, I don't listen to his music, but Justin Bieber was an overnight sensation when he first hit YouTube so, and then got fame very, very quickly. So even, like, that something could be coming up if this prediction is true. True. Now, Noah also claimed that humans will reach Mars in 2028 the same time that time travel will be discovered and the Google Glass-style robots will take over the world. So <laughs> so we've got um, Skynet coming through. Um, now, the, this is the first bit of the article that makes me think this is not correct, because as an understanding from an astronomy... I'm more of an astronomy nut when it comes to planet space, everything. The theory is that men will never reach Mars because of the radiation through space for that long a period to reach it. So mm-hmm. you can never send people to Mars with the current technology that we have um, because the radiation from in space itself will affect human life and, and kill them in the spaceship before they get to Mars eventually. So okay. they've got to have some sort of technological advancements when it comes to space travel as well. And that might come into the whole Elon Musk article we spoke about last, last week. So... Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen with that one, so that's something to keep an eye on as well. But I don't think the Google Glass-style robots are going to take over the world. That's just... That's a little too far-fetched to try and predict if you want to make people believe you. Yeah, everybody knows they're going to be, like, you know, (laughs) Terminator-looking robots. I mean, come on. If you're going to make a robot that's going to take over the world, it has to look cool. Or Liquid Metal Man, something like that. Exactly, like <laughs> Google Glass, those things don't look cool. They look like safety glasses. Oh. <laughs> um, the interview begins with him being asked, are you actual an actual time travel from the year 2030? Now, if you're going to make that your opening line, like you're, gonna, you're not going to get much in-depth answer to that unless the person wants to extend on it. So he responded with a yes and the word, true. It appears in green, uh, large green letters, meaning he believes... He's telling the truth on the lie detector. 
So he believes it so hardly. And uh, Noah then claims he has hard evidence to back up his predictions, but isn't sure what he can reveal, what that it is, because it might cause a paradox. Now, if you're going to predict that certain things already, and you're afraid to create a paradox, haven't you probably going to create the paradox? I think, yeah, already just going out into the public and putting it on YouTube. I mean, that's that's essentially, yeah, you, you're creating a, a situation where you could have a paradox. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a bit confused by this. <laughs> I'm going to get a bit deep here, JC. Now, oh, yeah. one, believe, I believe you can only move forward in time. Time goes in one flow. So I, I believe you can never go back in time. And the one mm-hmm. of the reasons is the paradox theory. So... When you say, JC, you got fired from your job today, right? Then mm-hmm. 20 years' time, all your life events have come to failures because you lost that one job today. So mm-hmm. in 20 years' time, you discover time travel and you go back in time to this time now. You change the course and you're able to keep your job. Now, your future self will be changed and you'll never, ever lost that job. So does your future self then not travel back in time because you never lost the job. So if you never travel back in time, <laughs> that means you've lost your job. And then you have mm-hmm. such so a constant loopy paradox there. So that's what I believe as if time travel was true, that's what would happen in terms of a paradox. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Unless you split into virtual, um, not virtual, parallel universes every time you time travel. Uh, so like and Back to the Future, how he goes back to 1985 and creates an alternative Timeline. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, who knows? <laughs> uh, um, he claimed he was 50 years old, um, but had taken an age-reversing drug to make him t- 25 again. So, more predictions of what he's done that I don't think we're going to have age-reversing drugs in 2030. Mm-hmm. If he's from 2030 and come back, if he's already taken age-reversing drugs. Um, he added that his natural year that he belongs is 2021, but he had been fired and has now stuck into the, um, now was stuck into the present day. So he's now travelled back in time and now he's stuck in today's world. A self-confessed depression and anorexica sufferer, Noah had um, said that 2028 would be the year that private organisations admit to the world that time travel is real after knowing about it since 2003. So apparently it's happened since... It's been a reality since 2003, but private organisations have kept it secret all this time. Now, I don't like all my friends give me a secret and I have to keep. Like, I, I blurt that out. I don't think... Something this big by anyone could keep it a lid on it from, what, 15 years ago. Something mm. would have to be... Even, like, Area 51, something gets leaked from that. So surely time travel would have to have some sort of leak by now if it was that long ago. Yeah. And, I mean, wouldn't you have prevented, like, certain things from happening? Like, a lot of stuff happened between 2003 and now. Yep. So, very strange. Mm. Uh, there's so many things in the world that have happened that are catastrophes that would have been if that person was still alive or a group of people still alive it could have bettered the world so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean they always say don't try and change time but if if something bad happened you'd want to if you had the power would you want to change it for the good or would you just 
have the strength not to do it, even though you know what's going to happen. Mm, I just want the power. You want the power? Good. Yeah, that's good, bad, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they say knowledge is power. If you have that knowledge, that is power. That's it. You're set. <laughs> um, due to his audit, um, outlandish theories, Noah has attracted skeptics, like myself, with some people claiming he is mad, while others say his predictions aren't hard to guess. Now, I'm going to go on a limb and say, yes, pro- probably Trump isn't a hard thing to guess, but to predict Alana Remicki as president in 2030, that's a that's a that's probably his most boldest prediction apart from um, time I've travelled to Mars. So, mm. yeah, we'll see how that goes for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a sceptic. I don't believe it, but I could be wrong. I have been wrong in the past, JC. I think it'll take many years for him to prove himself right because, like you said, I mean, just Trump being re-elected, I mean, I don't think Americans have the greatest history of <laughs> making good decisions. So no. He could be re-elected. Could be. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and the other thing he was saying as well was that renewable energies will take off over the next few years. Well, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to, to um, work that one out. Unless he's saying it's in America, then he could be making a bold claim because we know the, the um, with Trump with the coal people and stuff and the True. fossil fuels. So if he's claiming um, it's going to be taking off in America, that's a bold claim. If it's everywhere else in the world, nah, it's not a bold claim. Mm, exactly. <laughs> uh, so weird. Mm. Well, what would you do if you could time travel? Where would you go, Penny? You know, I would do something so selfish. I would be putting opening up a bank account, putting in money in that account and leaving it there. And they're telling my future self that I've made this account, don't touch it till this time. And I'd go back to, like, say, the 1900s. Like, you could get a lot of interest by now. Mm-hmm. That would be, I would be selfish. But, but wouldn't it be easier just to go back, you know, like to, I don't know, 2015 or 16 and buy a whole heap of Bitcoin and then... <laughs> I mean, that's that's a lot simpler, right? <laughs> Yeah, but I'd probably forget my password and it'd be encrypted. At least with the bank, I can just go to it and withdraw it. But if you go back to the 1900s, I don't think they'll they'll keep your bank account open for that long. <laughs> well, not 1900s, but something like back, like, yeah. say, 1960 or something like that. And you could mm-hmm. um, open up a small account and just leave money there. And it's a no-fee account. And then just gain interest and gain interest and just leave it there. It's that compound interest. You'll, yep. you'll be raking it in. Yeah, it would be. Yep. And mm. I wouldn't have any capital gains because it's before 1986. Wow. You you just know how to rot that system, <laughs> don't you? So all that money <laughs> is not taxable. It's all mine. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Um, I think I'd go back and... If I could go back and then come back to the present... I think I'd go, you know, see something really like um, like a turning point, like maybe see the dinosaurs or, um, you know, see how the Egyptians did the pyramids or, you know, see one of those turning points in history. And, um, yeah, I think it would be very interesting. You could be like Homer with the toaster and he goes back to the dinosaur age and, like, steps he, on a mosquito. Oh, and everybody's, like, has um, lizard tongues or something <laughs> like that, yeah. That would so be me. I'd turn around and I'd sit on a frog or, who knows. 
Actually, I would go back... Another thing you could go back to is uh, the year zero and actually see if Christ was a true thing. Yeah. And go, did that actually happen? And then you could say, yeah, it happened. Or, no, I didn't. And you could actually see if it happened. Yeah, and then you tell people and they just think you're crazy. You're a crazy time traveller and they won't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Noah and my voice is distorted and my face is blocked. (laughs) Uh, Funny. Uh, what did you find for our third article, JC? I came across, or we came across, I should say, um, an interesting rendition of the US National Anthem. We thought by... Meatloaf was bad at the AFL. Yeah. <laughs> Meatloaf, eat your heart out. Um, Fergie um, from Black Eyed Peas, I think if people remember her, um, she was... Um, invited to sing the national anthem um, at a NBA All-Stars game mm-hmm. over the weekends. And, um, yeah, she um, put a, a bit of a jazzy spin on it, some people are saying, and um, but they're also saying that she, she essentially tried to sex up the national anthem. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the, the video is pretty funny because um, you can see some of the, the players in the background and they're, they're trying not to laugh because it's just so over the top and ridiculous mm-hmm. um yeah i mean it's it's great because when you follow this type of thing on social media as you know painty um you have you know people twittering it um and it just makes it so much funnier <laughs> um you so you have like um uh, this, a guy called pinoy of the woods yo shame on fergie's friends and fam that heard her rehearsing and didn't say a damn thing. Shame. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even like BCN Sports um, tweeted, um, Fergie just ruined the national anthem. Well, you know, that, that had 1,100 likes. Um, somebody else tweeted, yo, at Fergie, you destroyed the anthem, dot, dot, dot. At Chance the Rapper even laughed at you. So <laughs> did Jimmy Kim- um, Kimmel and the rest of the All-Stars. And so there's photos of, you know, the All-Stars just smiling and laughing it's great uh twitter went off its rocket it was hilarious um johnny taylor jr said not sure what fergie was going for on the national anthem performance but if it was my friend's drunk mum acting sexy she nailed it (laughs) (laughs) oh brilliant yeah i mean it just it keeps going there's so many of them um (laughs) Yeah, I, I recommend people checking out the video and just 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 for the you know the um, the amusement factor of seeing the players in the background, <laughs> just trying to hold it in. Even um, uh, who were the players? I was reading it before. Um, LeBron was lost it at the end of it. Yep. And um, and then one of the other players as well, um, Draymond Green, uh, was laughing on camera. <laughs> and so yeah, brilliant. Uh, Michael Pena said that was a funny. Um, that was way funnier than anything Kevin Hart ever said. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yep. So yeah, that was my what the hey. It was definitely um, I think definitely a what the hey. <laughs> I remember. I could just picture it saying Meatloaf saying I performed the um the world's worst performance at a ma- at a national um event and Fergie's like wait hold my beer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Uh, bad idea. 
Yeah, yeah. Charles, uh, great Charles Barkley from the Suns back in the NBA days of the 90s said that he needed a cigarette after Fergie sang the anthem, which was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. Um, now, just before we get into our next segment, JC, I thought I'd chuck in a surprise segment that even you don't know about. What? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Stay <laughs> in the works. Now, this is just a more of a quick thing. We're going to mm. look at Winter Olympic Australia medal watch. So. <laughs> oh, nice. I like it. So we're on one medal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, we, we don't get any, any snow down here. So, <laughs> so we are on one medal. A bronze. Now, the medal, oh. the bronze medal went to snowboarders men's half-pipe competitor Scotty James um, on Valentine's Day. So he is oh, our nice. only medal holder at the moment in the Winter Olympics. So he's our What the Hey champion he of the week. He is our What the Hey champion, probably for the whole thing. But... Um... <laughs> uh. <laughs> but um... Yeah, Australia is getting beaten by teams pretty much you'd expect to be beaten, like Canada, Norway, Germany, Netherlands, Sweden, a lot of places that would have um, would have access to snow constantly. So, mm-hmm. but we are beating sp- um, quite a few teams though. Um, well, so like Ethiopia or uh, Albania. Um, um, oh, Albania. Albania. Yeah. Um, Kazakhstan. We're beating Kazakhstan. Of course. Yep. Yeah, I'd like. Yeah. We're beating Belgium, which I was actually surprised with. Really? Mm. Wow. Uh, even Chile, because Chile has the the big the big mountains. So Chile has access yeah, to yeah. snow. Um, mm-hmm. Denmark has access to snow. We're beating them. We're beating Ghana. Oh. We're beating Ghana. Uh, India. We're beating India. Oh, um, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Lebanon, Luxembourg. So there's quite a few teams that even these. We're beating the Kiwis. That was a good thing. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's all that matters, really. We can just hang up our shoes now and <laughs> done with it. So that is our medal watch for Winter Olympics, JC. Nice. I mean, a bronze medal, that's that's good. Like that's like point two five of a of a gold medal, really. Yeah. If you think about it. That's a fair effort. So um a little bit about Scotty James on his Wikipedia page. So Scotty James is an Australian snowboarder. He has a flag bearer at the Australia Winter so he was a flag bearer for us of Australia. Um, he's won the goal as a bronze, as I said. Um, James first competed on the international circuit as a 13-year-old at the 2010 Europa Cup um, for snowboarding. So, yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, good on him. Mm. Representing. Represent. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my bit of news. Nice. <laughs> so, um, for what the hey, go out and see Perth today, uh, the Fringe Edition. I have picked two acts this time, Painey, because we're, we're, we're winding up with Fringe, and there's really not much out there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to keep it light and, you know, focus in on a couple of good, solid acts. Okay. Um, what kind of acts were you looking at for this week? Um, music kind of acts. Okay. I was checking out, because I don't think we've covered that from memory. Correct me if I'm wrong, Painey. Mm, I don't think we have. No. So... Um, I actually heard about this um, from one of my colleagues. Um, so this is Songs of the Sea from Fremantle's original Shipsters. 
I did come across these guys a long time ago, and they are based in Fremantle. It's a group of men, jolly old men, mm-hmm. who sing um, sea shanty kind of um, mm. songs. So I'll, I'll read through the, um, the little uh, blurb of them. Uh, welcome all, uh, welcome on board with the lost keys, and prepare for the calm and the storm with shanties and other songs of the sea. The sea shanty was the work song from days of sail, with different rhythms corresponding to varying activities. They tell of life on board and the thoughts and desires of the men who sang them. The shantyman gives the call, the verse, and the rest of the crew come in with the responses. These choruses are often easy to learn, making them enjoyable for the audience to join in if they wish. Largely a a cappella, but with some guitar, mandolin and accordion, we perform with energy and good humour and relish a strong audience connection. Our intros to the songs and shanty tradition reveal insights into seafaring history. We have sailed in festivals and events across WA. So, um, yeah, no, it sounds pretty interesting. I, um, I'm actually tempted to try and make my way out there and see the guys. Um, the tickets are $20. It's uh, $15 if you have a group of six plus, and you can catch them at um, the NWS Shipping Theatre at the Maritime Museum. And they're currently um, available on the 23rd is the only date they're performing on the Friday at 6.30. So this Friday, 6.30 p.m. Um, Yeah, I I reckon check them out. Have you heard of these guys, Penny? Uh, No, no, I haven't heard of them before. This is the first time I've come across them, but they sound like they've done it for quite a while. Yeah. um, Actually, they've only formed in 2015. Oh, okay. um, Seeing here. But I have heard of them, and um, yeah, they, they... they get around because they're, they're in Fremantle. And um, it, I was hoping it stayed in the article, but there is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 men in the group from the photo. And, um, yeah, so it, I think it would be quite harmonic and um, interesting to listen to them sing. What if they'll sing on the poop deck? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't poop on the poop deck. <laughs> um, so the other... Um, performance I came across, um, I thought, you know, keeping on kind of theme with uh, traditions and keeping it Aussie, I guess, um, was one called The Flaming Galahs, great Australian songbook. Is um, Um, Al part of that from Home and Away? I I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, this is what uh, the little blurb says. Uh, Monty left his corporate account job in Sydney to base himself in Perth and travel all over the globe performing his Johnny Cash show, A Boy Named Cash, as seen on The Voice. Written songs about his adventures and writing his first album to be released this year. See the brand new show celebrating the music of Australia from hundreds of years ago to current hits. Monty Cotton and Adam Spaghetti Fingers, um, that's the upright bass and banjo, will take us along a cracking Australian musical timeline with, with classics from Banjo Patterson, Slim Dusty, Hunters and Collectors, In Excess, Powderfinger, Vance Joy, and much more. Um, full bar and la carte menu available. Get in early to grab the best seats. Okay. So this one is at um, 221 St. George's Terrace, assuming it's like a proper venue, Atrium Bar at Rigby's Bar. Uh, yes, that's behind the Forest Centre um, near Lunchbox National Bank. 
and the Bendigo Bank. So the Forest oh, nice. Centre's there. Um, cool. I used to work in the Forest Centre. That's how I know exactly where that is. Um, so you go behind, and Rigby's Bar is a little bar there, and there's a little, um, yeah, little section there. Awesome. Can't miss it. Um, and so tickets are 16 to $18.00. But if you have your Fringe World uh, friends, um, it's $8.50 to $9.50, so you can get a two-for-one there if you still have that available. Good price. Um, yeah, it's a great price. And, um, you know, you can have a feed and watch a show, hmm. you know, have a few drinks and relax. Um, so they are performing tonight at 9 p.m. Uh, uh, tonight, to- tomorrow's cancelled. Oh, it is cancelled. Thank you, Painey. Yeah, they're in blue. I just assumed it was too late to order tickets when I saw the blue. Um, so they are 22nd to the 25th um, of February. They're playing from 9pm. And they're not cancelled. So, um, yeah, grab your tickets and um, have yourself a good night, I think. Nice one, JC. Yeah. So um, I think, uh, yeah, hopefully people have been going out there and supporting Fringe because it's, um, you know, a great event and we want that type of stuff to keep coming back to Perth. Yep. I, I admittedly haven't been able to get out yet, <laughs> but um, hopefully we might be able to get out before it's all over. Mm. No, I've been doing my part when I can. Yeah. Um, and I actually saw two shows on Friday night, JC. Nice. What did you see, Painty? So the first one we saw was a the, um, an act called Random. Instead of random, random. So it's a comedy slash music and illusion show. So, um, yeah. So this was at the King's Lair, the basement and His Majesty's Theatre. And the, it's presented by Adom Chambers. Now, I won't get fully into what he exactly does because it's a show that you're better off not having spoilers. It's a show around... It's good to enjoy the whole thing if you don't know what to expect. So, But it was an entertaining with a few dad joke type of humorous show. It has some good old sight, sleight of hand tricks, but he did with complete ease. So he mainly comes out, does his show. He gets the audience involved quite a lot, which is really good. And they help predict the show in a way. So you see a lot of magicians and a lot of um, illusionists that will say... Um, they'll bring some up on stage and they'll say, oh, name this, and they'll name something, and then he'll get someone else and go, what's what's your favourite colour? And the person will say the colour, and then they'll go right through. At the end of the show, they'll show something they predicted at the start of the show, an exact order of what he asks those people, and this hmm. sort of has that in a way. So um, cool. I suggest get down there. He's actually on, I believe, Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, so just look up Random. R-A-N-D-O-M, and sign up, find out where he's performing, because it's quite good. And for the Is he still playing at Fringe? No, the session has ended um, okay. after this weekend, but the tickets were ch- quite cheap. We paid $20 for the act, so it was reasonably priced for us. Hmm. Um, has mild coarse language and mild sex references, but it is quite a good show to go watch, so I do recommend it. Okay, awesome. Um, the second one, we did sort of touch you touch base on this on our theater performances um, theater. it was cactus and the mime yes i do remember this one <laughs> the one that looked like a kid show but it strictly wasn't no it wasn't <laughs> so um you actually had the show id to get into the show as well so oh, wow it is an 18 plus show 
um, strong sexual and coarse language, and it's quite frequent. So if you're not a fan of that, I don't suggest the show. But if you do a little bit of a uh, lowbrow, cross sort of humour, with a bit of smart humour at the same time, it's, this is a good show. So it's presented by uh, Robbie Favretto and Caitlin Spears. It was a show with humour, serious issues, and an all-round good fun type of show. It had some smart humour, as I said, but it delved into some serious issues that you don't think about in everyday life when it comes to relationships. So, yeah, it, I don't want to spoil this show as well because it was quite unexpected on the story they went through, but it was enjoyable with going with the ride with them, which was a really good, and it kept you entertained. Um, okay. But I will say something. They did give out lollies at the start of the show to everyone, some snakes, oh. so that was pretty cool. That sounds like a kid's show to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You sure it wasn't a kid's show? (laughs) um, They were the winner of the Melbourne Fringe Festival 2017 WA Tour Ready Award, so they won that one. And just some of these Mm. um, reviews that come through is delightfully original and hilariously heartbreaking, full of unexpected feels, and also captivating dares to take risks and reaps all the awards because of it. Must see comedy romance. Yeah, the mime and the cactus are in love. Aww, that's so nice. <laughs> but as I said, they get into some issues that people do face every day in relationship life. Um, some are lucky not to go through those sort of issues, and some unfortunately are. So yeah, it's good. Especially especially when you're worlds apart, like you're one's a cactus and one's a mime. I mean, you're bound to get issues, right? Oh. <laughs> She, she just doesn't know talking sometimes, and he just mm. likes to get to the point a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's always, like, boxes herself in, and, yeah, he's, he's a bit of a prickly fellow. That's, that's all i got. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, awesome. Mm. They sound like fun. So, um, yeah, if you ever get to see that show at a different Fringe Festival that comes back next year, or you see that she doing an individual performance, I do recommend to go check it out. Nice. I think I'll have to. Well, that's it. I think, JC. I think it is. I've got no surprises, Penny. No surprises? <laughs> <laughs> Not, nothing on my end. With we're having talking about Fringe next week, unless you see a show, hopefully you get to go down to the uh, Flaming Galahs show. That sounds really good. Mm. And the uh, she, Sea Shanties. Yeah, the Sea Shanties, I think, um, might be a winner. We'll see. Thank you for coming on, JC. We both had a bit of difficulty last night, but we got there. We got there, well and truly. Mm. And thank you, Painey. Um, and thank you to our listeners, yeah. as always. And uh, we may reveal a little surprise next week. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I like surprises. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Thanks, guys. Good night. Good night.